Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and today our topic will be uh, strength training and conditioning. And the gentleman we have with us today certainly is adverse in this topic. He is the current strength and conditioning coach at Hood College, Mr. Greg Powers. Greg, welcome, and thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Steve, thanks for having me. I, I truly appreciate the time you've taken out. Indeed, our pleasure. So we'll start at the beginning, and, and let's go and take give us uh, your trip, your journey, so to speak, and how you ended up here at Hood College. For sure. So um, I'm going to rewind back, uh, actually, almost to high school. Um, <laughs> so when I, um, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm only 5'9". Uh, in the 10th grade, I weighed 330 pounds, um, so I was not a fitness guru coming out the room in any, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I trained and I worked really hard um, to eventually get an opportunity to walk on uh, to the football team at Howard University. Um, and there, um, you know, that started everything. Uh, my father ended up being in the hospital, uh, had to step away from football. He, he is healthy now. Um, but in that time, I was able to spend time with uh, the strength coach at the time, Rodney Hill, who is now um, with the Razorbacks. Um, okay. But through there, uh, got my initial knowledge, um, took some time at Perth Performance in Virginia. Um, I was blessed with the opportunity to be at Mercer University. Uh, so I went down to Georgia in the middle of COVID, and that was just awesome. Um after graduating from Mercy University, I got an uh, opportunity here at Hood College. I've uh, been here for two years. I'm rolling through my third year as we speak. Looking back, what was the, what was it about Hood College or, and, and the Frederick area, Greg? Yeah, for sure. Uh, being in Georgia really opened my mind um, to just being in different locations. I knew that I wanted to come back to Maryland um, growing up in Prince George's County. I have a little brother and sister. We have a 10-year gap. Um and they were still in high school at the time, their first year in college now, I knew I wanted to be around them. Uh, you don't, you know, no matter what your, you know, your discipline is, you don't get time back. So I wanted to be around them. Uh, Hood has allowed me the opportunity to not just uh, follow what I do from an athletic standpoint, but also on academics where I'm also the chair of the physical education department. Um, and most importantly, uh, spend time with my family. So it's about an hour down the street and I can still do all the things that I love. Um, Frederick is open. The people here are great. Um, the weather here is great. Um, the scenery is out of this world. So, you know, I, I appreciate being here. And I'm sure they're glad that, that you are here, Greg. Uh, just as a side note, though, out of my curiosity, uh, did you go to school in PG County? Absolutely. Um, in high school, I went to Riverdale Baptist. Did you now? Say, I'm a Northwestern Wildcat. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> now, a little further back in the days, and we won't go into that. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I'm a PG County guy myself. So that's 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 in, that's small world, as they say. It's always good to have some more while we're up here. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it is, Greg. So, looking at the strength and conditioning field today, and what it takes as far as the, the collegiate athlete, what is some of the, uh, maybe a typical day, so to speak, during the fall season for you or, or some basic things that you are taking care of and 
uh, help with those at different athletes on those different teams? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, always laugh. Um, I make jokes when people ask me, uh, what do I do? Um, I'll show them a picture of a guy just wearing a whole bunch of hats. Um, that's pretty much what we do. Um, but in a typical day, you know, we come in, uh, we roll through the door about 5.30 in the morning. Um, first group is at 6 a.m., but we get there early. We want to make sure everything's set up, uh, ready to go, um, address each other, uh, make sure we, you know, we have what we need. Um, we typically have groups rolling from about 6 to about 8 a.m. Um, we'll have some gap time in there. That's when we'll do our administration work. I have two graduate assistants who are amazing, uh, Tyree Leonard from Atlanta and Mike Coelho, who is actually um, a Frederick native. Um, they both are graduate assistants. They both have other respective duties. Uh, one of the things I'm very um, – I take I take with great pride is making sure that they can have their uh, work-life balance in order. So they go and do what they need to do. Um, some of us will take the morning. Others take the afternoons. Uh, we have class. I like to make sure that uh, our actual sporting coaches are in good graces and they, you know, if they have any needs that we could take care of, um, we can do that. Uh, the day-to-day, uh, it can vary based off of, you know, what we have going on. Um, but we try to make sure that we're lean thinking so we're not just um, not just working hard, but we're working smart at mm-hmm. the same time. Okay. So, Looking at some of the things that you, I'm sure you're going to be involved with, a, getting student-athletes ready for their uh, specific season, uh, and I'm sure there's in-season, in-season uh, exercises in a in-season program. And then I'm sure you're also involved with any possibly rehab where kids are, are trying to get back, get stronger again and get back. So how, does, how do you balance that, and what is some of the things you have set up? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is that we have to have a plan coming into the semester. Um, So no matter what the team is, every team we do is called a needs analysis. So we need to see exactly where that team's at, where they've been, and where we need to take them um, from off-season to in-season, or if they are a fall sport, from in-season to off-season. So with that, one of the big things that we're going to do is if it's off-season, we're doing the Hollywood, like we're, we're getting them ready. We're training them hard. We're holding the standards of our department. Also the um, standards that the sporting coach would want. Um, but as far as the training standpoint, again, it, it's based off the needs. Um, freshmen, the first year they come in, we just need to make you a better human. Um, a lot of people, they want to drive the Ferrari without getting their driver's license. <laughs> yeah. Like we need <laughs> You know, we, yep. you know, we need to get you to move well. All the maxes and all the, you know, the yelling that you hear, um, that doesn't matter if you can't move. We want you to be a good athlete, not a power lifter, not a bodybuilder. Though we have our student athletes who are still those, we want you to be good at your sport. Um, so that, that takes presence over everything else. Uh, we hammer away um, nutrition, sleep, um, and then the point of consistency. We're not here to make you – you know, crawl out of the gym. We <laughs> right. make sure, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not about people love to work hard, but at the end of the day, it's about what you can recover from. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a, you know, same thing for, you know, general population. You know, if you work 15 hours a day, I don't think you're going to be training the same intensity as someone who had only worked five. Right. So we want to make sure that we build that engine. So once we're in season, 
we're going to cut back what you do in the weight room because you're getting all of that stress, all that volume from practice, from the stress of life. Because it's not just about the body, it's also about the brain. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're thinking about all those things in uh, the off-season, how it bleeds through going into the end-season. We won't introduce anything too new in-season because soreness comes from either doing too much or something that you wasn't, you know, you, you wasn't exposed to before. So we want to make sure we keep it simple. Um, and you're not going to see something in-season from us uh, that you didn't see in the off-season. Gotcha. And uh, sort of a segue there, uh, Greg, there's going to be differences in an in-season workout versus off-season. What, what are some of the the general basic differences between the two? For sure. Uh, a big thing is going to be our volume. So in off season, you know, again, you know, that is the times where you're going to be sore. Um, we're going to expose you. We might bring you three to four days a week um, based off the team. But in season, we're going to cut it down to two. And part of that is, again, it's, it's the volume. Um, we're trying to make sure that we're not trying to burn the wicks on both ends because you're getting all your volume from practice. And we've built the engine. So all we're doing, again, with the car analogy, we're just trying to rev your engine. So we're trying to make sure that you maintain the strength um, and not just maintain, but get you stronger just in a slower method uh, throughout the season. Uh, what we don't want to do is not do anything. Uh, that's the worst thing that you can do mm -hmm. as an athlete. Um, at any given point. So we're going to cut down the volume, but we might up the intensity or even up the speed in which you're doing uh, the movements. And that's solely based off the sport, uh, time of year, uh, whether it's track and we're looking for a specific meet where we want to peak you, um, or let's say a lacrosse or field hockey where you just need to be on, you know, once or twice every week, you know, for three months, you know, three to four months. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's one of the main things that we really uh, make sure that we we um, we hammer. But also, uh, we very much so value the mental health of our student athletes. So, you know, while you know sets and reps are obviously our thing, but we also want to make sure that we're uh, helping the athlete um, get through the season and have the lens to look through to constantly give their best, uh, whether they're with us or on the field. Very important point, Greg, exactly. Um, let's step back a little here. You know, strength training conditioning has really exploded for the most part. Uh, and we talk about it, it's, it's, it's basically turned to a lifetime way of keeping your body uh, in shape and, and tuned uh, to do different activities during uh, your life. When, what, what advice or what are some basic building blocks for, say, when – you have the middle school age kids, 11, 12, 13 year olds, maybe get started. How would you develop or what would be some things to do with that age group to get them started before they enter high school? That, that's a great question. And um, what I tell any parent um, who will listen or if they're listening to this right now, if your child is under the middle school age, um, or even in the middle school age, two things. Let them play. Um, they need to play outside. Um, you know, they need to play as many sports as possible. Uh, the worst thing you could do for a child is make them specialize in one specific thing at a very young age. The brain is developing until you're 25 and 30. 
when you're in middle school, elementary school, it is highly imperative that you put the body through what we call complex motor patterns, okay. right? Um, me and you, you know, guys like us, we probably played tag outside. <laughs> you sure um, did. You know, even I, you know, I was mostly the guy getting tagged. But, <laughs> you know, you, you try to. <laughs> You try to get through, you know, those small trees and small cracks. What we don't understand is you're actually helping the brain develop complex patterns to solve um, motor problems. Mm-hmm. And you need those things because it's going to help the brain-to-body connection, especially when they get older. Elite athletes can do certain things very well. One of the things that they can do is phenomenal things very often. And that does not come from you know, doing the same motion over and over and over again. I recommend any parent, you know, gymnastics, um, a martial art, you know, just mm-hmm. something that they're going to move around and get to do because there's science and there is um, a reason why kids, you know, play around so much. They're, they're learning. They're coming in contact with their environment, and that becomes more and more uh important as they get older would you say uh, greg that maybe uh, someone in 12 13 year old age could have some exercises and if there was any kind of strength trainings so to speak it would be machine oriented uh absolutely not Uh, i don't i don't think uh machines are necessary for younger ages um what they need to do is become in tune with their body. So they can do the same things that um, older, older adults could do, uh, whether that's squatting, uh, you know, we call hinging patterns like uh-huh. RDL, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, but what you got also have to understand is, you know, you might be looking for muscles, um, but those come from the hormonal response you get as you go through puberty. Right. So the best thing you can do uh, from a weight room standpoint with a child is anything that involves them coming overcoming any type of resistance while using their body. Okay. Um, I I think machines are are, are great um, when you're injured or if you have uh, something that you might need to specifically work on. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we want we want to get our body to move as a unit um, as much as possible. Uh, and unfortunately with machines, uh, the movement is, you know, the machine moves for you. Mm-hmm. So it's not much task in, in that. Um, so I would, I would recommend body weight, um, uh, going through different patterns, calisthenics, um, weight, weight training is absolutely fine for a child. Um, with it, of course, within reason, right. Of course. Um, just understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have too many kids, you know, trying to squat three fifteen. No, no, but, no. Yeah. But understanding but having, the basics. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you, you can teach, you could teach your kids how to do everything they can, you know, do exactly what, you know, let's say the parent is doing, um, just obviously not the same way and possibly not the same intensity. It's what they can handle. And proper technique is it will take them a very long way through life. Okay. You being hood uh, and like where you are right now, Greg, would, do you Mm -hmm. have some ideas as far as the future is concerned as what you may like to see uh, take place at hood in in your area? Absolutely. Um, I want hood to be the sports hub for strength and conditioning 
um, in Frederick County. That is 100% my goal. Um, I have a great um, athletic director. I haven't, I don't care what anybody says. I have the absolute best um, athletic training staff um, in the East Coast. Uh, I think we have the capacity to do that. We just have to have a vision and slowly build it. Um, but that is 100% my goal um, when it comes to strength and conditioning. Physical education, uh, I would like to add more classes, not just about mental health, but also self-defense. Okay. I think that's imperative, especially in our day and age. But I want I want people, no matter what school they go to, um, I want them to come to Hood and say, wow, uh, I wish my school looked like this. Okay. You know, um, that's, that's, that is my goal for the strength and conditioning department at Hood. Well, we certainly are well, pulling for you there, Greg. As time is, <laughs> always gets away from us and we're starting to wind down. Your advice, uh, I know it's hard to answer uh, the question completely, but we use <clears throat> strength training and conditioning can be used by every age group. And it's very, very helpful. What are some basic guidelines for quote the general public for somebody who's looking to maintain a certain level of fitness and this could be one uh portion of doing that absolutely so we've been talking about a lot about weights one thing i'll tell anybody um find the cardio that works best for you and 30 45 minutes slow cardio if you look at any athlete the athlete that has the longest lifespan is the athlete that does endurance training. Okay. Uh, second thing I would say is when it comes to uh, weight training, run your own race. Mm-hmm. Work the entire body. Um, make sure you have the technique down. I highly recommend uh, finding a personal trainer if you don't know. Right. Um, TikTok's so you- awesome. But start where you need to start in your race. It, again, it is not about doing the best workout. It's about starting, getting better every day at your pace in which you can recover from. Do not be discouraged. Um, just go in every day and try to be better um, in the movement, and then the weight comes after. That is the number one thing. How would, um, how would you break down the uh, amount of exercise per, you know, take the cardio and the strength training. What, what would be a plan, a general plan for someone, uh, you know, to, to, to do each week? For sure. I say find yourself. Uh, if you have two days a week, you can start off there. Uh, one day could be lower. One day can be upper. Okay. Um, I would say select about four to five, uh, uh, movements whether that's a squat, a glue bridge, you know, a machine that you like, some core. Okay. Um, you do. You can do that about 30, 45 minutes. Start off low reps, uh, low sets. Work your way up after about three to four weeks. Every fourth week, take time to lower the volume that you're doing. If you do that for about three to six months, then you could do three days. Okay. So more time passes, three to six months, you can add yourself, you know, four days or five days or what have you, but you need to give the body time to adapt to whatever you do. 
So that's that's my biggest thing. Do not try to go into the gym for five hours, you know, with your Rocky music. <laughs> you know, just yeah, four to five. You know, it motion is lotion, and it's all about dosage. So, you know, if you ha- if you have a headache, you take one Tylenol, just enough to get better. Right. You don't take twelve. Correct. You, so, it, strength training and conditioning is the same way. It's something we call diminished returns. You know, right. the American way is to go hard as possible. It's it's just about doing just enough every day to get better. This has been very informative, and I want to thank you for taking the time today. Uh, Hood College is very fortunate to have you on staff. We're here in Frederick County are glad you're there, and what you have looking for the future sounds exactly what is necessary. I want to wish you the best of luck at Hood. Um, we may do a game or two on the air this year. I hope I get a chance to meet you, but thank you again for taking the time, and good luck to you, sir. Steve, thank you very much for having me, and you have a blessed day. Indeed. You've been listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we'll see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Maryland. This message presented by the MPSSAA and the Maryland State Athletic Directors Association. News Radio 930, WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. 12 o'clock.